0: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately he got the handoff, you know it's the <laughs> q Oh my gosh. Listen,
2: thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes. So for that, we bring in our friend, who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang, over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Mr. Chris Nimbly, Chris, I think the biggest story before we get to any of the football is that you sent me a text last week that made me smile so wide. Timothy Olyphant and the cast of Justified are getting back together for what appears to be some sort of movie or miniseries or something like that. So whatever else happens in the football offseason, we've got that to look forward to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it looks like... A little bit of a mini-series uh Seth alan Sepenwald tweeted that out and uh we've, we've talked about uh following him for uh, our all mm-hmm. tv news does a great job with that and he put that out and i was like yes uh, i was like okay mini-series he's back all all the uh the writing team put all that stuff is back they're gonna go about this and i couldn't be more excited for more uh raylon gibbons in my life i don't know how, where they're going to take it, how far, but I trust this uh, these, this group of people implicitly to give me a just absolutely wonderful uh, piece of television. Who knows how long uh, we'll get the miniseries. We'll be just like, you know, three or four episodes, but whatever it is, I'm ready for it and I'm going to love it.
2: Yes, absolutely, and I would say that Alan Sepinwall is probably the best television critic out there, so if you're not following him, you should be. The only thing that I'll say negative about Alan Sepinwall is that he's a Giants fan, I believe, so can't have everything. But yeah, I'm really excited for Justified. Whatever it is that they're going to do with that, it's going to be a lot of fun. Look at what's happened with Psych when they've come back with those movies. Those have always been fun. So if Justified can be something like that in movie form, I'll be very happy with it. I'm not the only happy person right now, though, because Braxton Berrios has got to be smiling very wide himself. Gets picked as an all-pro kick returner. Now he's on a nice vacation with his model girlfriend. So things are coming up Berrios. I was curious, though, Chris, how much do you think that this is going to do for his value? And have you heard anything About contract negotiations Because our friend Nick Spano over at U-Stadium Had said a source indicated to him That the Jets front office had begun Talking with Berrios' representatives About a new contract They were hoping to get him signed Before free agency begins Do we know anything about that?
1: Yeah, I don't have anything uh, specific on there I haven't heard anything I did uh, ask around Towards the end of the season And after the season I typically do this every year I'm just like, hey, you know, is there anybody coming along anything they're trying to work on and I was told you know they'll they'll they're gonna get to it uh one thing though and this happens with supports like the agents and teams they they check in on each other periodically all the time and especially before uh, end of seasons type, type of stuff so you know begun talk, car, talking a contract can just mean like seriously just checking in and just, hey, is there interest in coming back and this and that? It's just ballpark type stuff. Um, but I haven't heard anything about any actual serious momentum on there. Um, I, I do know that they would like to bring him back. I don't expect them to be super pressed about, uh, you know, paying him some type of crazy money. Uh, but they they are definitely going to look to try to retain him and bring him back and have him continue going forward. Uh, I, I don't you know this this is one of uh, well, I, I shouldn't even say that because all pro I don't think anybody really gets paid that much differently, whether or not they make an all pro team. Uh, you know, may, maybe you could uh, factor in like five straight all pro teams that might matter. But the the team that wants to pay the player, knows whether they're at all pro caliber or not. Uh, So generally it might affect it a little bit, especially if you got any type of bidding war, uh, maybe that it can be the reason to spur on the bidding war war more. Uh, But this isn't going to, being a named all pro kick returner, isn't going to do much to uh, impact his value. Uh, It's going to do a little bit, but not much at all. And, uh, you know, even, What he was doing with the offense and the little gadget stuff, that's not going to do. Nobody's going to be looking at Braxton Berrios about uh, him being a spark plug to bring in and ignite their offense. Uh, Like I know there's a lot of fans that are looking at him that way. Nobody around the league is looking at him that way. Uh, The people who are going to look for him are going to be looking to get a kick returner and a depth receiver. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be competition for him, but I don't, it's not going to be like crazy, um, tough competition that they're going to have to keep upping and upping and upping the offer.
2: If they do have to keep upping and upping and upping the offer, maybe Zach Wilson will jump in and help out because we know that he's willing to go into his own pocket to take care of his teammates. Zach Wilson buying a ticket for each of his offensive linemen on JetBlue for them to go anywhere they want as a thank you for them having his back throughout the season. I've always said little things like this go a long way because when people that work around you or work with you closely know that you appreciate them, they're much more likely to go the extra mile for you, especially when you're talking about somebody who works for you or who has to protect you like an offensive lineman. If you've ever had a boss who did something special for you around Christmas time, whether that was give you a big bonus or give you extra vacation time or give you some sort of present That always seems to be a motivator for people In terms of performance And I think with the offensive linemen Obviously they're professionals But when they have a quarterback Who makes a gesture like that I do think that it goes a long way
1: yeah, It absolutely goes a long way I, I, I did see some people with some criticisms About, you know, obviously uh, He's got a little bit of a connection But also, who cares? That's exactly, yes, good he has that connection. Use that connection to benefit me. That's what his teammates are thinking. No, there's not a single one of those offensive linemen's like, oh man, he only got us the JetBlue tickets because no, nah, no, nah, that's that's not the case. You go use that connection and help me, and we're good. I don't care if you if you paid for it out of your own pocket or you use the connection. The result is the same. I get a free flight to wherever I want. Thank, thank you sir um thank you very much there I, I don't care how you acquired it and uh, yeah go ahead and use that to your advantage that's that's good and hey i know i can get more of those down the road so yeah that's you see this every year with some team or one player there's there's usually one player at least one quarterback who like gets the attention of all of Twitter and like all the NFL fans. Around. Every year there's one quarterback who does something a little bit more than everybody else that gets the attention. Or there's sometimes where, you know, maybe a quarterback doesn't get uh, the, the greatest gifts, and then we end up finding out about uh, videos of Jamal Adams video uh, recording Sam Darnold's missing tires in his car because of a prank because of the, the presence weren't good enough. So it it can go both ways, but this is a a very, it's, you know, it's one of those things like you shouldn't need to or whatever, but the the offensive lineman and it's part of the tradition is because quarterbacks get all the attention. They get all, you know, the, the, the sponsors, all the deals to do the commercials. They get all that type of stuff. They get the offensive lineman there to protect the quarterback. So you have to come out and and do something a little bit for them. That's what this all is. And he aced it. uh, It was very well done on, on his part.
0: Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Play like a jet play like a jet
2: Chris some interesting salary cap news we now have all the figures in terms of what the Jets have to spend And rollover money the Jets for the first time in a while have very little rollover money $850,772 they're at the bottom of the league they spent a lot of free agent money last year that's why But if you look at available cap money this year the Jets are projected to have $53.9 million. That's fifth in the league, which is good. It means they're going to have some money to spend. But remember, they have a lot of holes to fill, so people that think the Jets are going to be able to spend a zillion dollars on a billion free agents, not going to happen. And, of course, Chris, as you and I always say, Just because you have money doesn't mean you can force a free agent to come here. Case in point, Joe Tooney. Everybody thought he was coming here because the Jets were going to give him the bag. But then he went to Kansas City because why wouldn't you rather play with Patrick Mahomes? This is an interesting thing to note too, Chris. Here are the five highest paid Jets as of right now. Going into the 2022 season Cj Mosley at seventeen point five million Carl Lawson at fifteen point three million Corey Davis at thirteen point seven million George fant at eleven point one million and Quinn Williams at ten point six million worth noting that because none of those guys are going anywhere so those guys are locked in you might see some moves shaq Lawson is going to get released so that'll free up some money. But the Jets will have money to spend this off season. Didn't have much that rolled over, which is definitely a change from past years.
1: Yeah. So I haven't gone through um, uh, uh, this week. Uh, I'm going to sit down and go through to play around with the salary cap because uh, there's going to be some more players that they release uh, to make up some more room on top of that. But yeah. So they're you know they're projected around 53 to 54 million. We'll see once they. Uh, uh, announce the official numbers on all this stuff, and then they can maneuver, fr- free up more. But yeah, we're still, they're not going to, uh, you know, be it's like, I, this is going to be a weird uh, off-season as far as free agency. Uh, they're obviously going to look to plug some holes and, and do what they can, but I wouldn't expect them to to go completely all out. They're, they're going to still remain trying to keep things flexible. Now it's still, there's not a lot of, they still were still the newest for years. And there's a little bit more on the future books now than there was last year, but there's still not a lot on future books past the the next couple of years. So he's, there's still a ton of flexibility, but Joe Douglas is still going to want to keep some. So I, I, my guess is that he's, you know, we're going to end up getting to uh first couple of days of free agency and we're going to be in the situation where fans are screaming for joe douglas to be fired because he hasn't done enough in a, <laughs> soon enough uh this is just how it goes uh then i don't see them being the ones that are going to have you know five free agents signed by uh 1201 the the first night of free agency so the fans are going to get riled up about that and they're going to sit there uh say, claim that he's not doing anything and he's asleep but he's he's still going to be deliberately attack positions that he thinks that they can get good value from and can help the team going forward from there. And then, of course, you know, that will make things easier once we see who they to then see what they tried want to try to do about the draft. Um, but. Yeah, this is still he's still going to be leaving flexibility here. I I still think we're at least another year or two away from where he can really press the pedal down and just being like, "Okay, I'm pinning it. We're going all out just to see what we can do here. We're still at least another year or two away from that.
2: Chris, since you brought up the draft, let's talk a little bit about that. Two major names in the draft industry came out with their first mocks of the offseason, and it's interesting who they had the Jets picking. Mel Kuyper Jr., who you call professional wrong person, but in fairness, I do have a soft spot for him because he was the first one to do this, and he was giving us information you couldn't get elsewhere back before it was available. He came out and had the Jets at number four, Picking Kyle Hamilton, the safety, out of Notre Dame. And at number 10, picking Drake London, the wide receiver, out of USC. Dane Brugler of The Athletic, who is excellent at what he does. At number four, had the Jets taking Derek Stingley, the corner, out of LSU. And at number 10, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. I don't like either of these. Derek Stingley is very talented. The problem is he wasn't as productive after his freshman year as he was that first season at LSU. And on top of that, all those injuries. It's just very tough to take a guy like that that high. And as far as the receivers go, my goodness, London and Wilson are both very good. But there's like six to eight receivers that to me are all right in that same range. I just don't think I could take one of them at number 10. It just doesn't make any sense, especially considering how easy it is to fill that spot. You can get productive receivers all over the draft. It happens every year. The Jets did it last year at number 34 with Elijah Moore. Plus, there are going to be guys in free agency that they can go after, and we'll have many shows about that coming up. But I just don't see the value in picking a receiver at number 10. For those reasons and a whole bunch of others And then Kyle Hamilton Look, Kyle Hamilton's a really good player I've watched some of his tape I need to dive in more I like what I've seen He's got excellent range And I'm not saying he doesn't have a chance To be a really good Pro Bowl caliber player But if you're picking a safety at number four When you have all the premium needs the Jets have You better be convinced that that safety is going to be Ed Reed caliber good. Like, we're talking gold jacket good. And I don't know that I'm sold on Kyle Hamilton being that good. I think he has a chance to be really good. Like I said, Pro Bowl, a Jamal Adams type of situation. If you remember when the Jets picked him, everybody knew he was a safe pick. It was pretty much guaranteed he was going to at least be a really good player. Same thing with Hamilton. But picking him at number four, I just don't think I could do it. So those two guys coming out with their mock drafts early obviously doesn't mean much. It's just something to get us talking about the draft early. And these guys are just throwing early projections out there. We still haven't had the combine. We haven't even had the senior bowl. So take this all with a grain of salt. I just thought it was something interesting to discuss.
1: Yeah. uh, First, uh, shout out to Christian Ryan, uh, who reminded uh, both of us about my uh, Mel Kuyper professional wrong person thing. (laughs) I I read that tweet uh, with him reminding me that. And, you know, I said and said to myself, hey, you're pretty smart and clever and funny sometimes, Chris. Uh, Mr. a Big Deal. Sometimes sometimes you do good things. Uh, the Mel Kiper, uh professional wrong person, proud of myself on that one. And uh, I couldn't be more of a fan of Dane. Uh, he He is as good as it gets at this type of work. and I'm I'm just as uh, off with with his picks as Mel Kiper's. Um And again, this is me, uh, Notre Dame fan. This is me with the bias towards cornerbacks and safeties. Again, you cannot take a safety that high. Uh, it, there's, it's not an absolute. You give me like a, you know, a situation where like you have a Super Bowl contending team, and then they just get littered with uh, injuries, and then they end up being like a bottom five team. But next year, all those players are coming back. Then maybe I can look at a Kyle Hamilton and be like, yeah, okay, I'll do this. But a team picking like top five-ish and is a normal top five-ish picking team that has a ton of holes, I you can't start with the safety. You, you just can't do it because you can have the best safety in the world and it's going to do you no good when the rest of the team sticks. Um You can't build around that from there. Um, and just this is just a little quirk that's bothering me because everyone's going to the – you know, Jamal Adams thing, but it, it's not because he's, he's different. Kyle Hamilton, much more of a free safety than Jamal. So it's, it'd be slightly better in my opinion, but also no, you just can't do it. There's too many other holes and it'd be one thing if there just wasn't anybody else. Good. You're going to be able to get somebody else uh, on the offensive line, whatever position you want. Uh, it's not going to be Kyle Hamilton. That's not the what they're going to do. And, yeah, I'm I'm with you with this idea that uh, fans just want to force a receiver pick in this early for some reason. I, I, I'm i not pressing on a receiver. Like, I'll wait and see wh- how everything unfolds with this draft, how everything stock, stacks up. Maybe by the time it comes around, I'd be more inclined to go receiver with that 10th spot. But I'm not pressing on it, man. I'm not concerned. I'm – I'm more than content to sit back and take a receiver in the second or third round uh, and be like, yeah, that's enough to do that. Receivers grow on trees nowadays. Like the, every year there's like a, a bunch of awesome receivers and they're starting to be able to contribute more and more immediately. That is one. it We're, we're not there yet. We're not quite at the level, but we're not too far off away from looking at receivers kind of similarly to how we look at running backs Uh, like you can find these guys you don't have to get them in the top 10 the first round you can find them in rounds two and three go to the positions where it's much much harder to find guys later the offensive line guys, though, the, you know, obviously they're not going quarterback because there's Zach Wilson, but those types of positions, uh, the receivers you can find that you don't need to force one.
2: The wit and wisdom of the very big deal, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the midweek news with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you're following Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at jetsinsider.com. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some great videos up right now. Trey McBride, the outstanding tight end from Colorado State. And Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, Luke Grant, the thunder from down under, broke down their tape on our YouTube channel. Long form videos really showing you their strengths and weaknesses and how they would fit. In the Jets offense potentially He did the same thing with Dalton Schultz The impending free agent tight end From the Dallas Cowboys Is Dalton Schultz going to be worth $14 million a year in free agency What would he bring to the table Luke breaks all of that down He's also got a new video up Breaking down Makai Becton's rookie season And reminding people just how good he was Before the injury and what the Jets Could be getting out of him when he comes back In 2022 So all those videos and more available on our YouTube channel channel make sure you watch all the videos and subscribe if you haven't already check out our store at tpublic.com that's tee we've got the zach says go long shirt the zach the ripper shirt the john franklin myers Quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the play like a jet logo shirt mugs, caps, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.